Okay, Connor, calm down here. Repeat after me. I do not like League of Legends. I don't 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 like League of A few moments later. I don't like League of Legends! But fuck me, do I like Arcane? Gentlemen and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome to this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor and we're in an incredibly weird portion of 2022, maybe even the darkest timeline if you're fans of Community, as we've somehow gotten to a point where I need to play an Imagine Dragons cover on this podcast, and I don't know how and how this has even happened, because we're talking about Arcane, more specifically one of the main characters of the show, Vi. Now, for those of you who don't know what the heck Arcane is, Arcane is a animated series currently on Netflix right now that is based around the world of League of Legends. Yes, the MOBA League of Legends. In an event that surprised, I think, the majority of people who have never seen League of Legends, including myself, this turned out to be one of the best series to come out this year, in my own personal opinion. Nine episodes, and it did so much. I I was floored. It was incredible. Like, the way it uses dialogue to create tension, its use of character work, its use of exposition. It's an all-around really good show that tackles themes of classism, identity, and various other things that I won't get into. Otherwise, we're going to have an entire discussion about League of Legends, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I've never played League of Legends in my life, yet I really like this show. I'm really confused. But with that... Yes, we are talking about Vi, one of the central characters in Arcane, who, after the very, very <laughs> big cliffhanger at the end of Season 1, is in a bit of a predicament. And whilst I don't believe it can be solved with the actions of professional wrestling, hey, fantasy booking has never been this weird, has it? <laughs> so, with that all well established, I think it's time that we... You know, address the stats, the possibilities of what could Vi do as a professional wrestler, and, and better yet, could she have a moveset? So, let's talk about Vi throughout the series of Arcane and her physical attributes, her, some might say, character work in the world of professional wrestling, in about four minutes. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about League of Legends. What has this podcast become? Okay, let's get the obvious elephant out of the room. Vi is built for pro wrestling immediately. So, we've already said spoilers are happening. 
Time skip Vi. Okay, time skip Vi. Pre-time skip Vi was already a perfect viable candidate considering how she was parkouring across the streets of the higher part of the city, even down to the undercity. In time skip, she's gotten even better and she's more built. She's, as Vince Man would say, she's got the beef. Specifically how she's able to basically parkour ridiculous distances with little to no effort, which requires a lot of very, like, loose movement, lack of tension within the body. She's already incredibly agile, which is perfect for wrestling. Wrestling, you gotta need a lot of cardio, so she's doing great there. And, you know, as the series progresses, she's a much more capable fighter without weapons. Granted, yes, she does get gauntlets that give her a shield right at the get end against Savika, but yes, she doesn't need them. Or quite frankly, she needed them at the end, but she doesn't need them for the most part. She was taking out like five or six guys with just her fists alone. She's more than capable. And added on to that, let's talk about the main thing with her as like a fighting style. She's very much a street fighter type, a striker and brawler to the T. Forearms, fists, knees to the face. She's already kind of well fitted into the modern day of pro wrestling, which has kind of had finishes gone from less like convoluted setups to just simple strikes to the face, a la almost like mixed martial arts. She's already great there. And let's not even add up to the idea of like her having wrestling matches, okay? Let's face it here. With the way the women's divisions are, the men's women, the women's divisions in AEW, WWE, New, not even New Japan, Stardom, a lot of these wrestlers aren't as built as Vi. <laughs> and this ain't a knock on the women's wrestlers because they are in incredible shape. They're in incredible shape. They are athletes. But the way that Vi is portrayed in Arcane, she is a freaking one-man army. Jesus Christ. She's taking on these people with the best way I can describe it, uh, drug powers, where she's basically handling it toe-to-toe -to -toe for the most part, barring a few incidences where she has to require Hextech fists. She's good. The real question is with Vi, how do we debuff her so that she can actually have a competitive match? <laughs> That's the real question with Vi. What do you do with that? Not even that, just like, the realistic idea of her getting into pro wrestling, I know that wrestling is complete bollocks. I know Arcane is a fictional story, but what do you do? <laughs> her whole goal is based around getting powder back in season one, and once season one ends, it's a whole chaotic mess. But the fundamentals of this is, Vi is incredibly built fundamentally just for the physical part of wrestling. Strikes, stuff, basic foundations there, which for some people could be hard to learn at first. And plus she's been hit in a fight a bunch. She's been street fighting since she was a kid. She's basically made for this. More than Jinx. I really considered doing this episode on Jinx, but then I remembered she uses guns. Ramble over, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really considering Jinx and then it went to Vi because guns. I don't want to deal with trying to figure out how to deal with guns. Fists are easier. <laughs> and with that, that little 
tirade about what she's able to do, kind of. I, I think that just came into more of a rant about her time in the entire series. Oh yeah, Vi broke somebody's face! A person who worked with Silco! Can't believe I forgot that bit! Jesus, Vi! <laughs> just, just, well, I, I would say calm down, but if you've seen the series, you know what's happened. Yeah! So, with that out of the way, physical attributes in mind. The real question is, as with nearly every single random fantasy booking that's been featured on this podcast, varying from the Pokemon trainer, to Among Us, to the Rickroll meme, <laughs> how do you realistically incorporate League of Legends? Yes, League of Legends, <laughs> or Arcane, because we're, we're covering the series Arcane, into the world of pro wrestling, and have it tie into the modern wrestling product. And maybe I know the answer, maybe I don't, as is the price with, I guess, innovation? Is this innovation, or is this just me speaking bullshit? I, I, I still wonder when I make these episodes, but... With that in mind, we are moving straight to the very next segment. Some of you might remember it, some of you may not. It is called The Tagline. And for those of you who is your first time listening to this podcast, The Tagline is my summary of insert wrestler or wrestlers of the week in which I will summarize what I plan to do with them throughout the storyline that I have hopefully booked in the future of this, timestamps included. It can vary from, I don't know, Pokemon Trainer taking over the world because he's a spoiled brat, to, um, I don't know, your friend Greg going to the supermarket. Maybe even, possibly, a summary that you'd see on Netflix. Maybe even a summary you'd see on Crunchyroll. And maybe, just maybe, it can answer all of your questions. So, without further ado... Fictional friends, please give me your energy as I try and justify Vi's potential debut, or lack thereof, into the world of professional wrestling. So let's get the obvious thing out of the way. Uh. I still remember this, but, uh, WWE used to be sponsored by League of Legends! <laughs> so, yeah, we already have a Vi in there, along with the whole Up Up Down Down crossover. So, uh, the idea of WWE collaborating with League of Legends isn't out of the question! In fact, it'd be quite non-surprising. That's not a great way of saying it, but yes, non-surprising. <laughs> Why? Because WWE loves them mun months. <laughs> they love the cash, the kings of cash, the Saudi Arabia monies to your K-Jeweler sponsorships. <laughs> so they would undoubtedly have something involved with League of Legends. So that seems like a likely direction to go. Now, let's talk about Vi as a character here. Vi's whole goal has literally been throughout the entirety of season one to undo her past mistakes, which was basically that her whole life she was having to fight from underneath 
and she was thinking to push it to the next level, but that turned out to go really, really bad, and it resulted in her having, despite not learning her ways when Vandrin died, causing the same thing to happen to her dear sister, Powder, which led her to, in the words of Star Wars, lead herself to the dark side. <laughs> so a lot of Vi as a character, realistically, has been trying to undo her past mistakes, make rights for things that were wrong, and hopefully find the good in her that her once now deceased father figure, Vanderin saw in her. So, in my mind, the only thing I can think of for a tagline is, having been incarcerated for crimes many would ignore, a fighter of the Undercity seeks the squared circle to help locate her long lost sister. Notice how I put incarcerated here. Because this story doesn't take place at the end of season one. Because by then, Jinx has already made her choice. Vi screwed up <laughs> and continued to screw up. She tried her best, but she still kind of screwed up. So, with that, the only logical place I think you could put it is Vi in prison. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, but hear me out here. Vi was mostly like unknown to anybody in that whole time in prison. Silco thought she was dead. Uh, I think the majority of the Arcane cast thought she was dead, including Echo, leader of the freaking Firelights, who was everywhere at that point. That's one of the only logical reasons that you could get her to be in a plot that involves wrestling and not wreck the whole timeline of Arcane or even just put it in post. <laughs> Because with the rumors of Arcane Season 2, yeah, maybe that's too much logic for a fantasy booking, but hey, I want to add some logic in. You don't know. It's complete bollocks anyways. If it's going to be complete bollocks, I'm going to make it bollocks that hopefully makes semi-sense. Because that's the thing with this podcast. We try to make semi-sense. <laughs> It's not a word, which is why it's fiction. It's why the show is called Wrestling with Fiction. Yes! Continuity! <laughs> okay, I don't know where that tangent's going, but <laughs> we're sticking with it. So, without further ado, and all that hitch hatch and hodgepodge, I don't know why I'm saying those words. Words, I guess. Let's attempt to book Vi. One of the main central characters of League of Legends with her pink hair and strong muscles into the world of professional wrestling. God help me! <laughs> As a reminder, this story is entirely taking place not at the end of season one, but kind of that weird in-between point between act one and act two of Arcane. So more specifically, if you want to know, in-betweens episode three and the end of episode four. Why? Because by that point, Vi's been in prison for like, God knows, I don't think they really specified the time difference, but like five years or so. Aside from that, Vi doesn't know where the F Jinx is. She doesn't know where it is at all. So that makes it perfect, because that's easily the most struggle. Basically meaning she's been living with like five years worth of regret, probably. So our story begins in, you guessed it, prison. 
where you guessed, well, you couldn't really guess it, WWE superstars are getting a very special photo shoot in the build-up to WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And where on earth would they go? To prison! What prison, you may ask? Why, of course, the prison Vi's locked up in. Side note here, it, we're not going to be doing a lot of super overdramatic booking for the sake of Vi here. She doesn't really need to do much because her goal is pretty much to do what she promised Vandran, which was to find powder. And speaking of powder, it's during this point where WWE superstars are having their various bits of photo shoots and fabulous flash and flash that we get to see some members of this Elimination Chamber match. That's including Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, and Insert Smackdown Superstar. Doesn't really matter, you know one of them will be in there. It's at this point that Vi quickly spots Alexa Bliss and is quickly reminded based off of, you know, the little bit of the ponytail getup, the almost playful nature of Powder. And what was the last thing that she did with Powder? Oh yes, denounce her as a jinx. So immediately, regret becomes falling. She's angry, she's annoyed. She just wants to find Powder. Yes. And it's during this that we see Dewdrop specifically, you know, start staring daggers at Fi. Specifically because she's taking up a lot more attention to the WWE camera crew and the whole stare down between her and Alexa Bliss than Dewdrop herself trying to have this photo shoot. So immediately, there is a confrontation between the pair. Dewdrop immediately tries to advise her that she is one of the most overlooked members of the WWE roster. And it's at this point that Vi punches the cell doors and hits Dewdrop in the face, causing a little bit of a brawl to break out, leading to Dewdrop getting several shots in at the prison inmate. WWE officials attempt to restrain Dewdrop, and it's all caught on WWE social media pages. Why is it caught on WWE social media pages? Because viral clicks, I guess. And it's during this that we get Dewdrop demanding a chance to face this punk, whatever her name is, in a match on an episode of Raw. And it's with this that they reluctantly, WWE officials, allow this opportunity to happen, giving Vi a very special singles debut in the WWE. It's all arranged with the prison to specifically say that she is on a term-by-term -term basis. Yes, a term-by-term -term basis where she can only make as many appearances as WWE approves. And so, at this point, you know, Vi is not really going to be known in the world of professional wrestling. She's having a one-off appearance, and likely the whole world of Arcane, which is, I guess, crossing over here, probably has no idea what a WWE is, or enough to even watch the product. So anyways, it's during this that Vi gets a big singles debut against Dewdrop in an episode of Raw, and it spirals into Vi immediately kicking the living S-word out of Dewdrop. I'm talking opening bell, hits a lucky freaking punch to the jaw and starts wailing on Dewdrop. But 
of course, Vi having that whole weakness that only really gets resolved at the end of Arcane, where she basically doesn't know how to block, gets hit by a lot of Dewdrop's orphans in the middle of it, because remember, Vi is not a professional wrestler, she's basically a street fighter. So it's at this point that it's looking like Dewdrop is about to get the upper hand until, wait a minute, there's a vignette playing on the Titan Tron. What is this? Shenanigans? It's Alexa Bliss, of course. And her giving this very sort of cryptic promo, playing with her doll Lily on the playground, flashing images arising from the WWE Titan Tron with words simply saying, Welcome, my sister. Oh, welcome, my sister. Dewdrop immediately recovers from seeing this weird distraction and is hit by a knee from Vi to secure the victory. One, two, three. Vi picks up the win in very shocking fashion about a person who believed that she was overlooked by the WWE roster, but was too busy and overlooking her opponent. It's at this point that Vi looks over to the Titantron and immediately sees Alexa Bliss, reminding her of Powder, her younger sister who she feels she lost so long ago whilst being incarcerated in prison and chases after her by heading to the back. Of course, various other security guards attempted to secure Vi and take her back to the prison because, let's face it here, this is probably only really going to be a one-off appearance, right? Vi once again rushes to the back and happens to find Alexa Bliss in a backstage locker room. How how quaint, how convenient for a, I, I guess, almost a demonic-like schoolgirl now with her doll Lily. And she immediately asks questions, who the hell are you? What are you doing? Why, why did you help me? Bliss doesn't really answer. She kind of just playfully toys around it, and Vi continues to say that it wasn't necessary, she just wants to find her sister. It's at this point that Bliss finally begins to talk, and she says, but can you really do that in prison? She starts to try to reason with Vi as she kind of sticks around, and she basically says that you'd be able to cover more ground if you were to, I don't know, stick around stay with me. Maybe even find sisters in places that you won't even come to think of. And immediately the guards come in, asking to escort Vi back to the prison. But Bliss has some other ideas. Some of you may not remember this whole thing with the idea that Alexa Bliss can mind control people. Do people not remember this? Like how she was like mind controlling Dewdrop, Eva Marie. Uh, oh my God, I'm I'm not remembering names. Uh, Reginald. Yes, she mind controlled Reginald. Basically, meaning she could probably mind control guards. So at this point, Alexa Bliss essentially mind controls these guards to just walk away. Vi is both mystified, impressed, also kind of just giving a little bit of a grin. She, at this point, kind of accepts the idea. And with this, Bliss just says, See, you think you can find her stuck in a cell block? Vi continues the question, What do you want? Protection? Bliss simply says that she wants a sister. And immediately starts assaulting one of the guards who she's blindly mind-controlled. 
and encourages Vi to do the same. So it's at this point you got a little bit of a bond going on. And it's at this point that they are interrupted by the women's tag team champions, Zelina and Carmella, who arrive in the locker room and are wondering why on earth are these heathens coming in and placing these disgusting guards on the floor? Why, why do they dare exist in our presence? <laughs> I don't know, stuff like that. And it's at this point that they start to confront Vizak. Oh, it's the new girl on the block. What are you gonna do about all of this? <laughs> Shouldn't you go back to the disgusting prison that we had to go take those awful photos at? And without even saying an extra word, Vi starts punching the living daylights out of them, in which a brawl ensues, and with it just like that, we have an unlikely partnership between Alexa Bliss and Vi, in which we have to ask the question, HOW CAN THEY COEXIST?! As they are now in a feud with Carmella and Selena Vega, more than likely for the women's tag team titles. Where Vi is simply looking to spread out her reach beyond the prison to hopefully find her sister Powder. Whereabouts unknown to her. And Alexa Bliss gaining a new ally. Or perhaps an ally that's just a little too personal to her. We're not going to waste any time here. So, yes, the Vi and Bliss dynamic is very much a Vi basically is constantly in the match for the most part with... Very little tagging in from Alexa Bliss, because remember, mind control powers. Because she's basically using, like, a bargaining chip to keep her in and allow her, in turn, to stack up wins. They start racking up wins against local enhancement talent in preparation for the women's tag team titles. Because they may as well have a program. So it's at this point that Vi is winning a bunch of these matches purely by herself, to a point where they're wondering... What is the relationship between Bliss and Vi? Why are they so dependent on each other at this point? So we get various segments of them inside their playground. Vi just simply training. And Bliss giving warnings to Zelina Vega and Carmella that they are coming for the women's tag team titles. And they are coming for them. It's at this point that Vi isn't really fully with it. Vi doesn't really have a goal to win a title, let's be real here. Her goal is to find Powder and Powder alone with as much or a little conflict as possible. She's kind of mostly agreeing with it because, hey, they're fighting them. And of course, at this point, Bliss, of course, in that weird sadistic way, starts smiling and says, I knew I could count on you, sister. And Vi's just like, wait, what? As we move on to more several weeks of television, Vi... And Alexa Bliss have a couple more matches here and there, which are all interrupted by Zelina Vega and Carmilla attempting to get them to lose them. But Vi just isn't really having it. She manages to dispatch the local enhancement talent quickly and immediately starts chasing them down. Bliss following suit. And of course, brawls ensue here and there on weeks to weeks of television. Until we find ourselves in a women's tag team title match on an episode of Raw, where of course, 
Defy and Bliss win. They defend the belts for several weeks upon weeks upon weeks and for essentially the entire women's tag team division. Uh, your makeshift teams, your teams that maybe you want to call up like a toxic attraction, I don't know. And with it, they start to build a bit of a chemistry. Vi, still unreceptive to the whole idea, is starting to question why are you calling me sister? Why are you doing this? With Alexa Bliss getting more and more agitated at her, it's like because because you're my sister. This there's no other ways about it. It's like Vi continues saying, "I I only have one sister," and that starts to steer the team away a bit. You see, Bliss just wanted a new friend in her mind. That's all she wanted. That's all she wanted: a new friend, a new who compatriot. Which is why, in a turn of events that was more than likely easy to see as Vi starts to get a little bit closer to her goal. She she gets a very special thing. Fuck it, we'll say it. There's a match in the Undercity. Why not? It's a house show thing that's broadcast live on WWE Raw. And it's at this point that Bliss turns on Vi. She controls one of the security guards to restrain her as Bliss assaults Vi, attacking over the women's tag team titles not once, not twice, but thrice. And she says at this point that, yes, she's right. She didn't need a sister, but she has one now. She has a new sister, and her name is Alexa Bliss. She says that ever since her dear friend left to land greater pasture where they supposedly followed the buzzards she has been looking for a new friend she thought she found that friend that she thought she found a sister even in Vi but that wasn't the case she didn't find a sister she just found another enemy and with it she's planning to take her down along with the rest of her supposed sisters and family. Of course, Vi doesn't have much of a family, but you get the point. It's at this point that WWE officials and the prison alike allow for one more match, in which we will set up in Act 3. Very simple, very quick. Let's finish this. <laughs> So act three of this is just entirely a very short segment. It is a big match between Vi and Alexa Bliss in what can only really be described as a twisted Bliss match in which uh, basically Alexa Bliss basically does a Firefly Funhouse with all of Vi's character in which it is sort of a wrestling match but mostly a psychological war game. And with it, we basically get a huge deconstruction of Vi as a character, as a performer, well, kind of a performer, in which the whole thing begins with Vi being inside the prison cell that she's been locked in for, you know, episode three all the way up to episode four of Arcane, in which a door opens. Because why wouldn't a door open? Because spooky bollocks is about to happen inside the WWE's. <laughs> and with it, Vi 
enters through the door, assuming it's probably this Twisted Bliss match that she's having. By this point, the tag team titles have been vacant because they're not really competing as a team anymore. It's at this point that Bliss continues to ask if I, like, you, we can still be sisters. I can still give you the ability to look for your sister if you ever see, feel so inclined. All I wanted was you to be a sister and we can still be sisters. She keeps repeating that. We can still be sisters. We can still be sisters. And Vi continually refuses and says that she only has one sister. She immediately turns around after this big sealed door in which is almost like this pitch black darkness type area. She turns back. A blue light almost emanating from the back of her head as she looks around and she sees Powder. The person who she's been looking for all of this time. And she, she, she's just in an emotional state. She feels like she's found her. She's found Powder who she never wanted to say what she did but had to live with the regret. But then that quickly disappears. She starts to relive the events of episode 3 again that she's been trying to repress to an extent for what has all happened but it just it keeps coming back up it keeps coming back up with bliss appearing here and there almost like a devil on her shoulder saying that we can still be sisters Vi continually denying it and just saying we can still be sisters we can still be sisters Vi continually denying it again and again and again trying to convince herself that everything she did was right and everything she did did not lead to the chaos that has led to the death of her father-like figure the death of several officers the chaos in the undercity all coming under Vi's shoulders as at this point Bliss immediately goes in for another attack assaulting her in this emotional state she starts grabbing these you know, themed weapons, maybe even a Firefly Funhouse themed mallet, or, you know, all the other stuff in the old, like, Firefly Funhouse, so you kind of connect the dots here and there. And with this all being established, not very much being established, but things being established, we get some simple words by Vi that can just encompass... The stuff that happens in the remainder of Arcane is that I made mistakes. I screwed up. I let people get away. But I won't let them leave me ever again. And it's at this point that Vi just <laughs> freaking lariats Alexa Bliss. Almost like she's getting those like visions of Vandrin that she gets at the end of the season finale. It's like, just get up. You can do it. And starts wailing in on Alexa Bliss. Punches, kicks, knees. Until eventually, Vi beats Bliss. All of the mind control that's been keeping kind of Vi allowing to continually wrestle. A la the, all the stuff with Alexa Bliss. Comes to an end after she defeats Bliss. Vi... Stuck in the prison, unable to leave. Lives with the regret of basically causing all the stuff with powder. But now, more 
relatively ready to get out of there and face the challenges of the world if she's given the opportunity. If she's given the one frame, the one image that Powder could be alive, well, then she's going to take it. And with it, recover from said misery and make the whole world her enemy. <laughs> And with that, that's how I'd book Vi. Nothing too complicated, just get her in, beat people up, have a goal of just traveling around and then continually being given this idea of replacing her sister with Alexa Bliss, which slowly begins to unravel in her mind and trying to live with the mistakes that she's already made and correct them, which is Kind of her arc leading into the stories going forward in Arcane and the season itself. Uh, maybe not my best booking, maybe not my worst, but hey, you know, it's random, it's weird. Hopefully it entertained you. So, with that, did you like the booking? Did you hate it? Did you think it was meh? Please let me know on insert your favourite social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all at Wrestling With Fiction. And with it, if you liked this episode, maybe you want to leave a cheeky review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or insert your favorite podcast app, because I guess I'm everywhere. And with it, I think I'm going to end it here. I know it's a little bit shorter, but I promise we're going to be in with a very long episode next week. <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea, and it might... It might take a lot of things to happen. So I just want to say thank you all so much for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.